Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit Zombies Podcast 99. So sick, the bunny. Hopefully you will enjoy the show. Far over the misty mountains cold To dungeons deep and caverns old We must away at break of day Find our long forgotten goal. So I don't know how noticeable it will be, but basically right after I closed out my last podcast, I got really horribly sick. I was throwing up on Saturday and I had like fever and chills and pretty much ever since even before then, like I mentioned last time. I've been super congested and having super bad coughing fits. So my throat is really messed up and my lungs are messed up. And it feels like I'm coughing up either two different things. One, like I'm coughing up ash that's like flaky. You know, like if you put something in the fire and it burns up and kind of floats away. Kind of that that kind of stuff, like paperish kind of stuff. Or globs of yucky stuff that, you know, it's like, ew. I'm kind of mostly better except for my throat and uh, congestion and occasional sneezing. But if my voice sounds off or weird or I'm kind of confused and out of it, that would be why. So last weekend, during the bulk of my worst sick times, the Neverwinter beta weekend was running. I tried to make my thoughts and notes as cohesive as possible about it. Wish I wasn't sick. Could have been much better at note-taking and stuff. But here are my rambly thoughts about it. Do note, though, that since it is pretty close to launch, but is not yet launched, you know, some of that stuff could still change. So I didn't take, you know, exact notes on, like, what each power did and how much damage it did and that kind of stuff. I kind of, you know, ignored that kind of stuff. Because we never know, you know, what will change. Right before I logged out for the last time on the weekend, I looked at my slash played time. It said I had played 12 hours so far. I was basically level 22, and I had played a Guardian Fighter that entire time. I figured since there was just the one quest line to, you know, build up your character, there wasn't really much point in checking out different characters. Since I knew Guardian Fighter was the one I would spend most of my time with. I thought going with a single character and going for, you know, depth in terms of seeing as much content as I could would be better for, you know, review type purposes. Especially since the style of rogue that I play and cleric and controlling wizard, you know, are all kind of supportish to me. You know, since I didn't have any friends to play with, I didn't really see much point in checking those out either. Because if I'm soloing, you know, that's going to be a totally different experience than, you know, playing them with friends, which is how I would play those classes. Anyways, some statistics for those curious. I had accumulated almost 1,000 astral diamonds during that time, which I know, you know, doesn't mean a whole lot since you don't know how much stuff costs. But it looks like you get about 100 an hour, pretty much. So, you know, if there is something you know that you want to buy, you know, you can do the math on that. 
it seems like it would be like a really long time to buy anything, you know, in, in terms of mounts or anything interesting like that. Mounts were the ones I knew had, you know, costs associated. But those were like really ridiculously priced. And again, you know, this is still pre-launch so that the prices might change. But they were in, you know, the order of, you know, 100,000, 200,000, 300,000. I think there were some that were even like a million. So, you know, that's a very long time. Or, you know, they, they pretty much expect you just to buy that from, you know, the cash shop. But I don't know, again, you know, it's um subject to change and all. And it is stuff, you know, you eventually can get over time. And I'm pretty sure Astral Diamonds would be shared over your account. Uh, you know, don't quote me on that. It, it could be character, you know, restricted, and then you have to, like, mail them to yourself or something. But it would make the most sense to have Astral Diamonds and Zen, which is the, the generic cash money, you know, shared over your whole account. Because, I mean, you know, it's it's uh, a thing that can be converted to your whole account, so I don't see why it wouldn't be. That would just be stupid if it wasn't. I thought the graphics were good, but there are a lot of people who are complaining about how the graphics look bad and they look old and they look kind of, I guess, um, basic but I think it's not the case of the graphics actually being like that. I think what's happening is the characters are sort of zoomed out more by default than players are used to seeing in a game. And the polygons and sort of style of the character are all very tight and sort of subdued compared to, you know, other online games, say, you know, World of Warcraft. Where, you know, World of Warcraft has these, you know, huge elaborate looking shoulders. And they're very noticeable from a distance. And, you know, you're pretty much zoomed in kind of close to your character. And you, you see the other characters pretty clearly. With Neverwinter, they're more zoomed out. Even the elaborate fancy-looking shoulders are still, you know, pretty in tight to the character. So I think that is contributing to a sort of feel that the graphics are, you know, subdued compared to other games. They do look pretty good. You know, I, I don't see anything wrong with them. They didn't seem really outdated. So I don't really know what people are complaining about. That would just be my guess. Is because, you know, in terms of visual polygon perception, you know, they do look a lot more subdued or, you know, or like, you know, a lower polygon count than other games in terms of, you know, shapes that your eyes can identify. If I were to guess, you know, as a whole, the character models and armor are, you know, equal or higher than you know, polygon count-wise compared to other MMOGs because they do look, you know, very nice and very smooth and there isn't that very obvious shapedness to them. So I think that's why people are complaining about, you know, graphics seem like, you know, they're bad for them. One complaint I do have about the graphics in terms of itemization is that armor and weapons seem to only change in a sort of ranked style. And again, you know, this is beta, so, you know, even though there is only probably a month or so before launch, you know, it could be not all of the models are in yet. But it seemed like, you know, no matter what armor I got, and I was changing armor, I would guess maybe, I'm tempted to say once every level or maybe two levels. So I saw, you know, easily a dozen different armor chest pieces. And probably, you know, equally a, a dozen or half dozen swords and shields. 
But it seemed like they were all pretty much exactly the same looking from, I would say, you know, level 1 to about level 10-ish. And then from 10-ish until I ended my, my weekend play at level 22, you know, they all had that same secondary look. You know, the longsword always looked like, you know, the exact same kind of longsword. It's not like, you know, again, to use World of Warcraft as an example, you know, like everything has a different look and it's like, oh, I really like this one. It's like spiked and, oh, I really like this one. It's got this cool runic on it. Oh, I really like this one. It's got this, you know, cool glowing effect to it. You know, it's not like, you know, you're picking and choosing based on the look. It seemed like it was Longsword A, you know, level 1 to 10, Longsword B from, you know, 10 to 20 plus. So that was kind of disappointing. I mean, yes, you know, it's D&D. D&D has a drastically reduced emphasis on, you know, loot, as it were. And you have to find, you know, a pretty good GM that will give you a cool description of what it looks like and just be like, oh, it's a plus one longsword. It looks pretty much the same as a plus two longsword. You know, that's probably more common than not. But, you know, having played Warcraft for a number of years, and, you know, most people have played it or at least seen it, you know, seeing that your character looks the same for you know, a really long time, you know, is really unusual and kind of surprising. Sound is good. It's not, you know, super amazing, and there isn't a whole lot of variety. But, you know, the sound sounds good. And, uh, you know, what is there is useful in terms of being able to predict, you know, oh, this is a special move. This sounds like this kind of bad guy over in the side, so I don't have to turn and look at that. You know, I know, you know, by sound, if it's coming at me or going away. So, you know, it's all it's all pretty good. Music seemed pretty minimal, and it seemed like there were just a few songs. But again, being beta, you know, it could be that the music isn't quite in yet, or it's not quite implemented right. One issue I had with sounds is, for me, you know, I typically tend to turn the music down compared to the sound. I'll typically turn the sound down to hear, you know, people's voices. Voice chat is in-game, so you don't have to have a special voice chat client for that. But it seemed like it didn't quite work right. I had the music turned down to like, I think it was 15%, and it still didn't really seem all that quieter compared to 100%. So I don't know if the sliders and controls are are quite working for that yet. Voice chat by default seemed good. You know, you could hear people clear. And I think the gods that you can mute them independently. You know, you don't have to mute, you know, all voice chat. You can just mute a player independently. Because it seemed like the default was that it had an open mic. So everybody who did not notice that and would not pay attention to chat, which was the vast majority of people, would have this, you know, open broadcasting of their game sounds or whatever it is they're doing. A couple people sounded like they were underwater because I guess their microphone was like right next to really loud fans. And it's like a lot of people just did not notice when I typed in chat, hey, your mic is running. Can you please, you know, turn it off? the open mic checkbox. And then, you know, it goes to, to push to talk. So far, the game seems like it is heavily single-player focused. Like I said, I got to level about 22 of a planned 60. But there were only two dungeons during that time. The first one comes up around level 15. And I think the second one, I think, was around 18 or 19 that I did it. But other than those two dungeons... And I, I did one twice, but but other than that, there really was no influence towards grouping. It wasn't like, you know, again, Warcraft, where you've got 
several dungeons and you want to go through the dungeons for, you know, the best loot. It didn't really seem like that. It seemed like, at least so far, the game was designed around a single-player focus. And that, you know, you could do dungeons if you wanted. Which, you know, to the experienced pen and paper, you know, Dungeons & Dragons role player, this seems kind of counterintuitive. It seems like it should be the other way around, completely flipped. Because, you know, D&D is based around a party of adventurers and, you know, what they do in their campaign and their story. It's not about, you know, the one guy who has, you know, adventure with other people sometimes. But I don't know. I don't know if that's part of the hook in terms of design for the game. Because it's going to be 100% free to download and 100% free to play. They might be planning, you know, a heavy single player experience early on. And, you know, that is only one third of the way. You know, it's like, like I said, 12 hours it took me to get there. So that's still, you know, I would consider the time in which you're, you know, you're trying to get the player's attention and keep it. And so that could be why it was so easy to, you know, just solo and then, you know, a group is not a big deal. That could be part of it. I mean, yeah, you know, a hardcore pen and paper style where you have to group all the time would be a very different way to go about it. It would attract a very different audience. One I would certainly agree is probably much smaller than, you know, people looking for a single player experience that, you know, they don't have to worry about finding a group. But I don't know. I think that could work heavily against them in that it is so single player focused, especially, you know, if that continues through, you know, the rest of the game. And it could really, really backfire on them if they flip it, you know, sort of mid to late levels. Because then that's kind of like saying, hey, our game's free and you can play it and have fun and be solo and not worry about groups, but only until halfway through, then you have to group with everybody all the time. You know, that would really flip things around in a bad way. Because first, you know, people who are looking for that group experience wouldn't see it early on and they would just leave. And people who do really enjoy that single player experience, you know, if they get forced into a position where they suddenly have to group all the time, you know, that's going to upset them and they're going to want to leave. So I really don't quite know what's up with the design. In a way, it kind of seems like they're designing sort of the skeleton of a game and saying, here you go, users that are interested in generating content. Take the foundry, generate all this content that you want in your style of play. You know, for me, that would be more group-oriented and sort of slower and more tactical. And then, you know, down the road, maybe two years from now, when they have a bunch of user-generated content, you know, then people can be like, oh, I really like this kind of play style. Oh, I've experienced, you know, so-and-so GM has that kind of style. You should check out their stuff in the Foundry. You know, I don't know if that's what they're going for or what. Classes also are kind of rigid in design, which is sort of, again, against standard D&D. With standard D&D, you usually have quite a bit of flexibility, particularly with versions you know, like 3 and 3, 5, you know, you have sort of that cross-class potential to mix and match. You know, I, I like this class and this class, and I can mix and match different aspects from each of them. I haven't played too much of 4. Well, I haven't technically really played 3 either, but I did own the rule book and read it quite a bit. 
But it seems like in four, you know, they're they're kind of more focused on presenting players with those sort of hybrid classes. But so far in Neverwinter, you know, with the launch classes, as it were, there are only five. They are not hybrids. They're pretty much, this is your role, period. Here's what you do. And they're all kind of sort of very different. You know, you got the Guardian Fighter, which is the tanking style. You've got Trickster Rogue, which as far as I can tell is kind of a combat-oriented rogue. Because stealth and traps really aren't in the game. I mean, Trickster Rogue does have stealth and it's a big part of their component. But it's not like I'm going to stealth and sneak around through half the dungeon, you know, past monsters or, you know, gathering information for the party. It's more like stealth for these few seconds during combat, which is a very different kind of, you know, stealth style. Then you've got the Controller Wizard, who's, you know, about controlling and positioning and keeping critters over here or over there. You got Cleric, you know, for healing. And then there's Two-Handed Fighter, which I guess is for, you know, people who want to DPS, you know, as a heavier armor class. So they're all very, you know, specific roles. And there's a document where they, they list something like 25 total roles. So, you know, things later on that are hybrids like Paladin, which is, you know, typically something that has tanking and healing potential or something like Bard, which is more, you know, support oriented but can do some fighting or, you know, Ranger, which is, you know, a, a typical class for D&D, which many are surprised is not in Neverwinter's launch. But, you know, the the potential for those are there down the line. Again, you know, maybe a year or two, they'll, they'll all be out there. But right now, you know, the classes are there. You have your choice of these five. And they're fairly rigid in terms of, you know, what you can do with them. We all knew that Neverwinter was going to be very action-y and kind of like an arcade game, which is really kind of the trend these days. A lot of games are coming out like this, and it seems like many of them in development are also, you know, going for this kind of style. But I really think that somebody kind of needs to go the opposite direction, go back to a slower-paced game, go back to something more that's you know, strategic and tactical in nature. Unfortunately, Final Fantasy XI tried that. It was, like, super tactical. And people kind of got bored with it. But I don't know if they quite pulled it off, you know, just right. But I think with the super high action focus on, you know, the arcade style that Neverwinter has, I think it might be too action-y. Because in, in the dungeons that I played in, and especially, you know, when you're soloing, there really doesn't seem to be any need to worry about healing. When you're out of combat, you can heal with potions, and they have no cooldown at all. Unless you take, like, a really super bad hit, you know, you're not in any real danger of dying. So in the dungeons that I played, everybody was pretty much just spamming their attacks. They weren't even worrying about defense. They weren't even getting out of the way of, you know, special attacks from the bosses. And that was, like, really sad to see as a tanking class. Because it's like my strategy with tanking would be you use the power that lets you charge in and then you have this other power that does sort of an AE taunt and then you go into block mode and that sets it up so that you know, you, you're you in position of all the bad guys and all the bad guys are attacking you. You're not going to be doing any damage you know, while you're in block mode. But you know, that lets the rest of the party get into position and get set up. But they weren't doing that. They were just like attack, 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 attack. So it's like, there's no point in me ever trying to block or trying to get threat. 
because they're going to be doing so much damage and, you know, who knows where they are in terms of position, you know, that I'm not going to be able to control anything. So I think the, the arcade style sort of works against a slower, tactical, more thoughtful style. So, you know, right from the start, players are not thinking tactically. And again, you know, you wait 15 levels for your first group. You know, again, that's something that isn't really training the player to think and act, you know, tactically within a group. They're just going to be soloing and spamming their abilities as fast as they can. You know, it's not going to teach them, you know, how to think and act tactically. On top of that, all the players can have a companion with them, which, you know, I'm fine with that, especially for soloing. But when you're in a dungeon, the companions stay. So you've got this super fast action combat, which is really chaotic in and of itself. And then every group that you do is going to be 10 characters on the screen. So that's an additional layer of confusion to all of the chaos. It's not that, you know, you can only have five characters and, you know, if players are missing, companions fill in. Nope, everybody gets to keep their companion all the time, you know, unless you sent them out for training or whatever. So that means, you know, people who are used to five-man groups, you know, that that's not going to happen. You're going to have a 10-man raid all the time for all the dungeons. So again, you know, you're going from soloing and not worrying about strategy or tactics at all to basically what becomes this super arcadey mosh pit of and you don't know what's going on so again i'm really not sure what their thoughts are on the design of that but again you know as somebody who was looking for something really strategic and thoughtful i think that really works against them again in closing thoughts i think it really is kind of a good skeleton for a game you know there's certainly a lot of potential there Especially if you find a group or a guild of people, you know, who match your style in terms of, you know, like I said, I would prefer something more strategic and thoughtful. Maybe even, you know, see if you can do dungeons without the companions to reduce that confusion. And I think it looks like what they're planning is for the game to really be ready and really be well loved a couple years down the road. Right now it's just kind of a skeleton. There's not a whole lot there. Like I said, there's five classes, and that doesn't give you a lot of flexibility in terms of how do you want to build, you know, what sort of class do you enjoy. And there's a small number of races. You know, I'm, I'm sure people will be okay with them. But, you know, in 4th edition, there are several races that are sort of key races that are missing from Neverwinter, and, and people who are looking for those will be like, you know, where are they? So I think Cryptic might be looking long-term down the road, you know, two years, three years, five years from now kind of thing. But I think what they might be forgetting is that, you know, people might not wait that long. People want something really good, really cool, really flexible right now. So I think, you know, when the game launches right now, they might be kind of hurt because there is just sort of a shell of a game. And I think a lot of people might be looking for something, you know, a bit deeper, a bit more complete a bit more ready i like it okay you know i didn't have to spend any money on it you know but i did spend the 60 dollars to get the founders pack to get into beta and you know be sure i got that and plus you know i get a free mount and a free companion so that's pretty cool i'm not really upset about that that i spent the money and that i probably won't play it super long term because you know i did already play like 12 hours you know so 
in terms of a single player game these days, I've, I've pretty much already gotten my money's worth. So I'm okay with that. I think if you are on the fence about that, I, I would recommend you just wait until launch and then, you know, not pay anything. And then you're just free to download, free to play. You don't have to spend any money on anything in theory, you know, as long as things go well. And I expect I, I will probably play it and, and certainly take at least one character to max level and see how that goes. But I don't know how into it I will be aside from that, especially with, you know, no other friends playing. You know, I would be by myself most of the time and it wouldn't be all that fun. You know, games are always, you know, especially MMOGs, are always, you know, much more fun with friends. So I don't know because I am looking for something, like I said, you know, that is strategic and tactical, but is, you know, at a pace that is supportive to that, if that makes any sense. But I'm also not looking for something where, you know, the game is playing me in terms of presenting me with, you know, two or three full bars of buttons. And, you know, then you're just playing whack-a-mole. It's it's like I'm not looking for that. You know, something with a fewer number of abilities where I pick something, you know, strategically. You know, I like this ability. I like this ability. Oh, this ability and this ability is useful in these situations. So I'll, I'll switch out to those. You know, something like that. But again, I think, you know, with all my comments here, There's a lot of high action that sort of works against that style. So I'm kind of concerned and, um, you know, very curious to see exactly what happens post-release with that sort of internal conflict, as it were. Is it for you? I don't know. Like I said, it will be free to download and play. I'm guessing, even though there is no official release date, due to the, you know, beta weekend schedule, I would guess a mid to late April launch because, you know, there's this this test and this test and this test and they have this much space between them. You know, that would kind of coincide with a week or two right after the last test. And typically, you know, that's what it takes to sort of wipe the servers and get everything all clean and shiny for launch and then, you know, head start, which, you know, head start will only happen for founders. So I, I wouldn't worry about that too much. But again, I would say, you know, if you are curious about it, pick it up at launch. For those who would ask, you know, how does it compare to D&D Online, which is also free to download and play, I would say each have their strengths and weaknesses. And just add quick answer, you know, they probably break even in terms of this one wins if you're looking for this or that, but this one wins if you're looking for this other thing or this other thing. Neverwinter does have a nicer action feel. I really like how the characters move and, you know, their animation style, you know, in terms of I'm going to do this move and this is what it looks like and, you know, sort of the timing of the moves. But like I said, in terms of flexibility, it just isn't there. With D&D Online, you can pretty much build your character however you want and you can add, you know, other classes as you desire. But here, you know, you're stuck into a much more rigid pattern. But, you know, if if they launch enough classes, that wouldn't matter. You know, you'd just be able to pick it right from the start, which you would enjoy and what style you want. So I don't know. You know, it depends on how fast they're going to get those out. And if they are looking for a game that is, you know, more complete and playable in like two years. Or, you know, is it something they're planning on getting out, you know, in the first six to eight months? I don't know. Time will tell, I guess.
quick news this time, because, you know, most of it's stuff I've already been mentioning over the past few weeks. God of War Ascension and StarCraft II Heart of the Swarm is now out, so if you were looking for that, you might want to check that out. The next Gears of War, Gears of War Judgment, for the 360 is due out on the 19th. I would really like to play that, but I don't have a 360, and, you know, being homeless, I'm certainly not going to run out and get one. But it's a a pretty cool-looking series. I would like to check out someday, hopefully. Bioshock Infinite is due out on the 26th in just a few weeks. Have that pre-ordered, so that should be pretty cool. Be able to talk about that when it comes. And Defiance is due out on April 2nd, so that's also a few weeks. Hopefully the NDA on that will drop soon, so I can post my beta thoughts from the weekend I played. There hasn't been another beta weekend since then, so I don't know what's up with that. I expect there will be, you know, if there's more stuff to talk about on it, I will. But, you know, other than that, you know, I I drop it in as soon as I can for you. But I don't know what's up with that. And that's all the news for this time. So I've been really super sick and haven't had really any idea on what else to talk about. I tried to find some iOS games. I'm I'm always looking for that for people as well as, you know, to have stuff to play. And I couldn't find anything. So I guess that is it for this Rabbit Swallowings podcast. Like I said, I'm super sick. I am starting to feel better. I pretty much sound much worse than I feel. So hopefully I will be better soon. But I guess that's it for this time. Next time is 100. That's pretty crazy. I don't have anything special planned. Like I said, you know, if anybody wants to say hi or whatever and put that into a soundbite, I can add that in for the laws. But other than that, um, I guess that's it for this time. And I'll see everybody next time. Okay, thanks. Bye. Or Ranger, which is, you know, range class that does, you know, arrows and, and that sort of arrowy thing. Sad and lonely, sad and lonely, lonely and sad. I got no friends, but that's okay. Because at least I got, uh, hands. Hands and no friends, hands and no friends. That's the life for me. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you friend me, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. 
You can follow me on Twitter and YouTube at rabbitdot.com. It's rabbit.com, but with not a period. When you type rabbit's ramblings, don't use the space. And be sure to put the number one in place of I whenever you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2013 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.